Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the In the Huddle podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Ricciando. I'm your other host, Sam Gold. And we are back for another episode recapping week six of the NFL season, which was, Sam, I'd say a rather weird week in the sense of a lot of backups did the scoring. It wasn't so much your starters and star players who really get the bulk of the scoring, which we will see that in the Ravens game when when they were down in the red zone, you had all three of their running backs scored and Lamar busted in fantasy because it was all, it was Le'Veon, Freeman, and Latavius Murray who took away those the scoring opportunities. But it was an entertaining week of football. We, uh, a lot of good games. And it was just, it's, it's football. It's football. You really can't complain. Yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say there's a lot of good games, at least compared to what we've had this year so far. There were a few pretty good games, but <clears throat> I mean, I've been kind of quietly waiting in the back of my head. Like, you know, every week's actually been like insane this year, and there had to be kind of a down week at some point. I think this was this could qualify. So, I mean, you know, I did go to the Chiefs game in person. So, if there was one red zone to miss, I guess this is the one. But you know, still excited to talk about these games. Definitely, Sam. But uh, let's roll the intro music and let's just hop right into it. You're listening to In the Huddle with Sam Gold and Chris Rotundo. All right, let's do Thursday night game, Bucks Eagles. Honestly, 28 to 22, the score doesn't really give the game too much justice here. I, I'll, I'll give the Eagles props. They they definitely fought hard at the end of the game. But for the most part, I mean, the Eagles defense could not stop Tom Brady uh, one bit in this game or Leonard Fournette, too. I mean, Fournette had one of his better games, 81 yards and two touchdowns, uh, six catches as well. And you know, Tom Brady just keeps doing it. I think he had at least four touchdowns every single game up to this point. He still had two and 300 yards in this game. So, you know, the Bucks keep rolling on. They had that one weird loss against the Rams, but I think everyone expected them to beat the Eagles, and they beat up on them pretty well up until towards the end of the game when Jalen Hurts, you know, ran it a few times. The Eagles look good in some parts, but, um, you know, Chris, I'm not, nothing really too surprising from this game, honestly. No, I would just say that it was one of those, like we mentioned in the intro, when you have backups outscoring or not your typical guys outscoring your normal guys who you think would get the production, like OJ Howard, I think he he had a better fantasy performance than Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, which if you were an owner of them, you're pretty pissed off. It was just a, uh, it was just a Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette week. I mean, he's the, the lead back. He's, uh, he's becoming the running back once again that we saw Jacksonville have his rookie season. And last year, it was kind of like he'd have a couple games and it was, bit, it was a big game here and there. But Ronald Jones is really the RB1. And ever since Ronald Jones got benched week one for fumbling, Leonard Fournette is just the, the lead guy there. And Bucks fans can't complain because Fournette's doing the job. So whatever works, I mean, works. And uh... – Chris Antonio Brown, he's been really good so far this year. Had another great game, ninety-three yards and a touchdown. So listen, he that. last year he didn't have a he didn't have a training camp. He came in later on in the year. Well, now he had a full off season, full training camp, and he's he's here. And it's Antonio Brown. You you put him in with Tom Brady and this insane offense. It's just magic. It's honestly crazy to get him and keep their whole roster. I mean, this is this is just the result of it. Honestly, the fact that they only put up 28 points, I think they took the foot off you know, the gas towards the end and the Eagles were able to come back. But for the most part, I mean, this team, they could really score whenever they want and, and it shows. But um, Chris, for the Eagles, Miles Sanders, finally, I guess something 56 yards for him this year is something. So I guess that's something we'll get as an Eagles fan. But other than that, I mean, not much to talk about here from the Eagles. Yeah, just Eagles got to find a way to get Miles Sanders going. Oh, and Zach Ertz got his final touchdown as an Eagle. Now he's on the Cardinals. Yeah, that's that's a uh, yeah. Well, I wouldn't say random, but 
it's kind of crazy to think that we're, Zach Ertz is done with Philadelphia, even though the offseason, we kind of knew this was coming. Uh, the Cardinals are, they're looking good. They get a tight end. That's a, that's another offense that becomes even scarier than it already is. I mean, the Cardinals are becoming, you know, that team of this year. I think the Bucks were that team last year. Or anyone who was looking to, you know, get off their team, that's a team they immediately turn to if they want to win something. So I feel like the Cardinals are going to be that team this year, especially with Max Williams getting hurt. So, oh, voice crap. Um, so, yeah, Zach Ertz, good pickup for them. But, uh, Chris, move on to the London game. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> we were prefacing this last week by saying they give all the shitty games to London. But you know what? Yeah, two shitty teams. That's correct. But I, I enjoyed the game. It was close in the Jaguars pulled out and got their first win chris you said they were only going to score three points this week so yeah i i have no confidence in an urban meyer coach jaguars team uh especially after all the shit that's been going on surrounding him i thought this was going to be a dumpster fire i thought the dolphins would pretty easily have their way but that didn't happen the jaguars get their first field goal of the season and they (laughs) kick and they kick a field goal to win the game um matthew wright it's it was crazy, and of course they win their first game, and it's not even in the it's not even in the United States. It's in a different country. I know, of course they have to go. They have to go just like Kyle Pitts has to go somewhere else to get a touchdown. The Jags have to go somewhere else to get a win. Finally, so so the Jaguars. I mean, the Jaguars have finally broke that loot, the second longest losing streak in NFL history, but they still haven't won <laughs> in the states. So I mean, there's still that streak. Chris, it's take out the 2017 season. I don't think anyone about this enough the Jaguars are on their way I know they're very very young franchise but they're really on their way to being one of the worst franchises I've ever seen I mean they are just bad year after year there are very few years you can point out the Jaguars and say oh they had a chance here they had a chance there I mean the Jaguars man it's just you know luckily luckily the fans can just hang out in Florida have a good time don't really care too much but damn I, I would not want to be a Jaguars fan no, it, it's rough. It's, I mean, you have the Lions, you have the Jaguars. I mean, I feel like everyone is forgetting about the Browns because of their recent mm-hmm. success these last few couple seasons. But before that, the Browns were there. I mean, the Browns are still a terrible franchise. I mean, ever since to- the Browns, uh, the Ravens took over the Browns and the Browns had to become an ex- uh, expansion team, they've just been god awful. I mean, how many quarterbacks? I mean, luckily, like twenty-something quarterbacks. Yeah, terrible. I mean, luckily for Browns fans, when you think about something like that, I mean, people are going to think, "Oh, the Lions and the Jaguars," but you're really not going to. But the Browns, you really can't forget about that. I mean, they, they went zero and sixteen. They had they had a few rough, not a few. They had a lot of rough stretches. Mm-hmm. But they kind of seem to be turning things around slowly. But let's stop talking about the Browns. Jaguars are in their first win. Urban Meyer has to be happy after. Took all that heat, and I'm pretty sure if he lost this game, I don't see how he would have been there next week, but he lives to survive another week as a Jaguar. Talk to me me about how Tua played, because I saw some of this game, not all of it. I saw a couple touchdowns to Waddle, but they were short. I see he threw 329 yards to the pick, but you told me that he, you know, sucks, so I'm just trying to figure out what happened. Did he throw a pick late in the game? Uh, you're making me really test my memory. I've had a lot going. I don't, I don't, I don't exactly remember, but I want to say it was the fourth quarter. I'm not exactly sure, but um, it's just one of those things that like you, you just look at Tua, all the hype surrounding him. I know he's yet to have a full season. Last year, he would replace Fitzpatrick. He would start, get benched, this and that. This year is his first full year of the shine, but he really hasn't shown me anything yet that says. Oh, this is Tua Tungavailoa. He's going to be the franchise quarterback for the Dolphins for the next 10-plus years. Uh, it's almost looking like now, especially losing to the Jaguars, a dysfunctional team that doesn't even respect their coach. It's concerning. I would be concerned as a Dolphins fan because I really don't know where to go now with them. I mean, you took Tua over yeah, Justin Herbert, can't. but I, I really don't know. I've, the Dolphins – they might need to be start looking for uh, their next quarterback because I was never high on Tua. And the way I know he's been hurt this year, but the way we've seen him in game action right now, it just hasn't impressed me at all. Yeah, I wouldn't, 
necessarily say Tua has been the reason why they've been losing. I mean, look, if Tua didn't play in this game, they might have gotten killed by the Jags. Who knows? But honestly, this is just a throwaway season at this point. I, I still can't make a decision on Tua, you know, especially he just came back from injury. I just don't know yet. So honestly, you know, wait the season out. They're obviously not going to make the playoffs anymore. People saying Brian Flores is going to get fired. I don't think that's going to happen. They're, they're definitely going to wait another year. But, um, yeah, uh, I mean, they could have won this game, but I don't I mean, know. The, 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 the Dolphins, just... Miami's sticking out this year, definitely this year, and most likely next year with two. I don't see them making a quarterback change next year either. Well, they and could then, trade for Watson. They could. We'll see what happens. But I re- with everything surrounding Watson, I really don't see Miami making that making that move. But I think after next season, they'll evaluate the situation that they have and see if they want to move on from Tua or keep him for longer. But we'll yeah, see what the future holds. One of the more interesting storylines of the offseason. Okay, Chris, we'll go to a uh, probably the best game of the 1 o'clock hour for sure. Um, Vikings-Panthers went into overtime. The Vikings, Kirk Cousins lofted it up to K.J. Osborne right at the end of the game in overtime, got the game-winning touchdown. Um, the Vikings – had this game for a while and wait am I reading this yes they had this game for a while and you know the Panthers made a few nice plays came back and it you know went to a shootout at the end of the game and I think Vikings fans were probably like oh shit here we go again another heart attack game just like the Lions game just like the Cardinals game just like the Vikings game and you know what Prince Kirk Cousins did it. They actually pulled off one of these wins, just like they did last week. So now they're they did. Three. I mean, I have to say, I think the reason that the Panthers lost this game was the amount of drops that they had offensively. That was that. I was bad. It was looking like Deontay Johnson last season with all the drops between DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. But one thing I have to say is Sam Darnold without Christian McCaffrey looks like a completely different quarterback because Christian McCaffrey is just a safety blanket to any quarterback. I feel because of what he does for you, not only rushing the ball, but but in the receiving game as well, he's a dual threat running back Uh, when he's healthy. I still believe he's the best running back in the league just because of what he can do via the ground game and the passing game. He's a threat any game of the season to go for a hundred on the ground and a hundred through the air. Um, but without him, this Panthers team has taken a step back. The offense still putting up points, but just doesn't look the same. Sam Darnold doesn't look as comfortable back there. He's not throwing the ball as well. Uh, I know early in the year I was really high. I'm like, oh, this is the Sam Darnold we've seen at a, that we, we thought we were going to get out of college. But now I'm starting to have question marks about it. Without that number one weapon on offense, kind of like, hmm, is Sam Darnold really that guy? Is he – is he really the guy that we thought was coming out of college? And I, I really don't know how to feel about Sam Darnold. I mean, I just think, honestly, what we're learning is, yeah, Sam Darnold's better without the Jets, but he's also just going to be one of those quarterbacks where he's not going to win all by himself. He needs some help, which is most quarterbacks in the league. It's good. It's rare to find the, you know, Lamar I mean, Jackson. Every, every, every top quarterback in the league has a solid weapon with them. We're not saying that to be good, you have to be good with without anyone. I mean, you look at you look at Brady. You, you look at Brady on the Patriots. Gronk, that's the most famous guy that you think of. Brady Gronk in New England. You look at Brady uh, on the Bucks. You have Godwin Evans. You look at Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey Rogers with Adams. Which Darnold? I mean, uh, I know he doesn't have McCaffrey, but he still has DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Yeah, Robbie Anderson's been non-existent, but yeah, um, he's been look, he's, he's, he's been dusty. Yeah, three and zero with McCaffrey, zero and three without him so far. So we'll see what happens next. McCaffrey got put on IR again. He's probably going to be back in like three weeks. So <clears throat> honestly, the Panthers, you're lucky the NFC is not great right now. But um, big win for the Vikings. They're both three and three now. So we'll probably see both of these teams maybe in the fight for the playoffs later on. But we'll move on, Chris. Um, we got a few blowouts here that we'll kind of just gloss over. We'll start with the Chargers-Ravens, which was definitely the most surprising outcome of the day. The Ravens routed them uh, 34-6, to Chris. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, um, it came out, I think, I don't know when exactly it broke, but Mike Williams was injured. He was questionable, I think, Saturday. Then something like when we get the Shefty inactive report, 
Uh, usually the first wave Sunday night, he said he was going to play, but you have a banged up Mike Williams. Um, but the rate, but the Ravens just out hustled and out coached the chargers. It looked like, um, it looks like the chargers weren't ready to come and, and play football today. Uh, they just, they just got outplayed. That's really how you have to put it. They flopped. They've been so good. And this is one of those games that they just fell flat on, on your on their face. It's going to happen. They'll bounce back. They'll be fine. They'll be in the playoffs. But it just was a bad game all around for them. The Ravens, on the other hand, they they won. But it's like I said before, you had Devontae Freeman, Latavius Murray, and Le'Veon Bell all scored, which sucked if you're a Lamar <laughs> fantasy owner because he only had, what, like 13 or something when if he passes, if, he, if you take away one of the rushing touchdowns and he either runs one in or he gets a passing touchdown, it, it helps. But, you know, it was just one of those type of NFL Sundays when random people are just scoring. Yeah, and the Ravens, they slip into the one seed. Um, we'll get to the Bills later, but I'm glad the Chargers lost. The Chiefs needed that. and um, But I'm, I'm not worried about the Chargers. Like you said, these games happen to every team. It happened to the Packers in week one. happened to the Bills in week one. So, you know... It might have just been all the hype, you know, coming into Baltimore, big game. They just fell flat, so it happens. I don't think it's anything to take away from the Ravens, though. They still looked really, really impressive. Lamar, honestly, if all these other quarterbacks weren't doing so well, Lamar is definitely playing like an MVP caliber player like he was in 2019, so we'll keep an eye out on that. But super dangerous Ravens team, and uh, the Chargers, yeah, Herbert made a few mistakes, and uh, guys like Williams, like you said, was injured. And, um, you know, surprising score as it is, I could definitely see these teams matching up maybe in the divisional round, but we'll see what happens. Chargers have a Chris. bye week now, but and this is the perfect time. You come off a brutal loss. Some guys are banged up. Now you go into the bye week, you recoup, you, you, you regroup with everyone, and you come out, and the rest of the season just grind towards trying to fight for that one seed in the AFC. There you go. All right, Chris, these next two games we could really gloss over. Rams yeah. Giants. The only thing I have to say about Rams Giants is, I mean, the Giants have just been screwed over by injuries. They now lost another offensive lineman to the yeah, IR. Offensive lineman Andrew Thomas and Kadarius Tony. So it's just a mess there with the Giants. And then with the Rams, the only thing I have to say is Matthew Stafford. I mean, we all know we all know what he can do, but uh, we know we did a no look pass last year. People were complaining about not getting enough recognition for doing things like Mahomes does. And uh, he did another one, and it was pretty good. And uh, I mean, I Darryl feel like. Anderson? Oh, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say. I mean, I'm happy that Matt Stafford is finally on a good team because he'll get the respect that he deserves. Like, I feel we all knew that Matt Stafford was really good, but now he's more so in the spotlight because he's on a winning team with Super Bowl aspirations. While the Lions, it was like, oh, how many wins are they gonna get? Five. Well, now the Rams. Mm-hmm. This team is another team that's gonna be looking to have that one seed in the NFC. So I, I'm, I'm really happy for Matt Stafford. He's uh, he's older now. He's 33, still has plenty of playing left, and he's finally, finally, finally on a team that can hopefully get him that ring. Yeah, and uh, Cooper Cup just rolls on 130 yards, two touchdowns. And um, it was really weird, actually, because, you know, I went to the Chiefs game, and – on like the big board, you know, where they, you know, they play the scores and they kind of show like every once in a while, like what's happening around the league. It was three, nothing for a while. And the giants were winning. And then all of a sudden it was like 28 to 30 rounds. Yeah. I mean, one of the uh, Daniel Jones interceptions, Sterling Shepard slipped and it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been a pick. It probably would have been a gain of 20 yards for the Giants. Sterling Shepard slipped and it was picked off. And then a lot of the, and then the two other interceptions, gave the the Rams really good field position. So it was so easy for them to go down and score right there. Every turnover, it wasn't like they turned it over and the Rams had to go down an entire length of the field. They were right there in scoring position already. Yeah, Daniel Jones definitely had his worst game of uh, the 2021 season. So that was a mess. And I had Rams defense in fantasy, so that worked too. All right, Chris. Colts-Texans, literally besides that Jonathan Taylor just went off in this game. I absolutely have nothing to say. So if yeah, you have I mean, something to say, good, but I don't care. <laughs> I, I, I have nothing to say. Uh, uh, I mean, the Colts did what they needed to do. 
they got their second win that's, finally. That's exactly it. Colts. Uh, I, the, the Texans aren't winning another game this year. I don't know the Texans. How did they play the Patriots close? And like, I don't. They just play these weird games. They get they get shut out. It, it, it's kind of just like it's kind of like I know we're going now closer towards like the Monday night game, but like how did the Titans lose to the Jets but beat the Bills? It, it's, it's it's just like that. It's just like that. It the NFL happens. is weird. The it NFL is weird. Also, that's the Titans. They just always do that. I mean, they got even weaker <laughs> on the defense now. Their first round draft pick tears his ACL done for the year. So that's yeah. another huge blow to an already bad an already bad defense uh, gets worse. Yeah, true. All right. Uh, Chiefs Washington. All right. Uh, so um, this game. And I gotta say, Chris, I don't know where do I start since I went to it. Well, the Chiefs uh, won a game that they should have won. Anyone who says Washington Stadium is like the worst in the league, I actually enjoyed it. It was nice. I think it was nice because no one was there because no one gives a shit about the Washington football team. So it was like very empty, nice seats. But um, no, I like I enjoyed it there. It was, it was a fun experience. And, uh, you know, I finally got to see the Chiefs win in person after seeing them lose to like the two and ten Giants in 2017. And like the four and eight Jets in 2017, so it was about time I saw Patrick Mahomes in person. It's pretty wild. Um, it was pretty cool. But um, okay, I'll start with the game. The first half, whew, going into halftime, I was like, of course, like I'm gonna watch the Chiefs lose somehow. We're gonna be two and four, and of course, everything bad that's happening that has kept happening all season is just happening. I I witnessed Patrick Mahomes throws worst <laughs> career pass of all time so far with that terrible interception on the fumbled snap. Um, I watched Tyreek Hill drop a pass, which led to a pick just like last week with the pick six. That was rough. But um, I got to say in the second half, they impressed me. Defense actually looked good for the first time this year. They finally took out Dan Sorensen. They replaced him with Juan Thornhill. I don't know why it took six weeks to do that, but they did it. Um, Tyron Matthew looked good. Frank Clark actually got to the quarterback a few times, got some pressures. Uh, we got two turnovers on defense. Uh, Tershawn Warden just had that crazy uh, goal line interception. And uh, we held Washington to 13 points, and we shut them out in the second half. And our offense finally didn't make any mistakes. They, they must have really had some talks at halftime in the locker room because the, the offense looked completely different. Mahomes, 400 yards, two touchdowns. Daryl Williams. I got to give it up to Daryl Williams. I was a little bit worried about a running game with uh, Elair out, but he did the job. He had two touchdowns as well. Kelsey looked good. Hill looked good. Hardman looked good. He's been quietly pretty good this year, actually. So, or at least in the last couple of weeks. So I'm happy about that. But um, yeah, overall, it was a really fun experience. And uh, honestly, for anyone, don't just. Don't never invite Jackson Mahomes back onto a field again. I'm not going to get too much into this. Look, I, as a Chiefs fan, obviously I know what the hell is going on with this guy every single week because I see it on social media. <laughs> I've been trying to keep quiet. I've literally been trying to keep quiet about this guy, but I hate his guts. I'm so sorry. This guy fucking sucks. Mahomes, please cut off ties. Ban this man from a stadium. Look, I'm not one to get into relationship stuff, but you know, remember think about changing your golf. Oh wait, you already have a kid, so I guess that's it. That's, yeah. Oh my gosh! Oh, I can't. I'm just saying go. this. And you know what? I'm fine with the mom thing, where she was like calling out people because that's your own son. But every the, 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 Brittany and Jackson Holmes, just please get away from the football and just do your own thing because, like, honestly, as a Chiefs fan, they don't represent us and they just suck. So that's it. I'm up. My God, Sam. You know what? All, 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 all I have to say about this game is that the Chiefs won a game they should have won. The first half was close. Uh, there was that one interception that shouldn't have counted. I mean, it went right through Tyreek's hands. And there was another one that Mahomes threw straight up into the air. I don't know what the hell he was thinking. And the second half, Washington just fell flat on their face. And the Chiefs just ran, ran away with it. All right. Uh, moving on, let's move on to our next game. We have the Packers and Bears. And the biggest thing about this game is Aaron Rodgers scores a touchdown and he yells at the Bears fans, I still effing own you, <laughs> which I thought was great. Hold on, where Chris. He's... 
you said it was disrespectful last year that the Ravens walked all over the Titans logo, and then you thought it was great that Rodgers did this. I'm just saying, you got to pick a side. Listen, man, I think the logo is more disrespectful than, than going up to fans and saying, I still own you. Okay, I guess I'll agree with you only because the Rodgers thing is actually true. <laughs> so I'll Roger, that. Like Bears fans can actually not argue against Rodgers on that, so I guess so. I mean, I, I think disrespecting someone's logo is way worse. Try disrespecting than... a dead person who's getting honored. How about trying that on TikTok? Yeah, that, that's. Let's see what happens. A lot of questionable things. But I don't. I thought the Aaron Rodgers thing was really funny when he said that. No, I thought it was hilarious. I mean, the the the, the evil smirk on Rodgers. I actually didn't really used to like Rodgers, but the last couple of years, I mean, this guy. It must be a blast to have him on your own team and just like no, like well, this guy. Packers fans got to enjoy it because I don't think he's oh, returning yeah. after this season. But it's kind of like how you're. I've always liked Rodgers, but I feel like how you're coming around to Rodgers is how I've come around to like Tom Brady. Ever since he joined the Bucks, yeah. it's just been it's been great. He's just he's different. I don't know. I think it's because that I just have all these bad memories of Brady. Uh, AFC Championship games, playoffs versus Steelers, absolutely just torturing them. But you know, <laughs> uh, Tampa Brady is—he's he, a lot of fun. Tampa, Tampa, Tampa. All right. All right. Well, the rest of this game was kind of just whatever. It was low scoring. The Bears kept it close for some part of it, but never really had too much of a chance. Justin Fields looked average, and uh, you know, with hurt running back Robinson not doing very well, you can't expect the Bears to put up too many points. So. Honestly, not surprised that the Packers won. All right, Chris, Bengals-Lions. Everyone thought that the Lions, after Dan Campbell cried, would, uh, you know, maybe storm back, upset the Bengals. But we both pulled back uh, in our predictions and still picked the Bengals. And you know what? They came out. They won 34-11. to And, you know, the Bengals, they beat up on a really bad team, and that's what good teams do. You have to go into their territory and beat them up like this. And that just shows, once again, like last week, that the Bengals – are definitely a playoff contender. Yeah, um, they sat Joe Burrow towards the end because they were up by so much. Uh, Chris Evans, a.k.a. Captain America, scores a touchdown. Wait, who says that? The oh. backup running back, Chris Evans. Oh, he, 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 he plays Captain America. But, I totally forgot. For but, uh, I just thought it was funny. Uh, but yeah, the Bengals... They're a fun team to watch. Yeah, I know Dan Campbell said uh, Jared Goff needs to step up and start playing better, which he does. But at the same time, two of your receivers are an IR. He has no weapons to throw to. It kind of goes back to that thing. I know when Goff was in the Rams, he wasn't that good either. But it's one of those things like, who does Goff really have? He has Hawkinson and Swift. You got to get him like a wide receiver. It's the Lions. The Lions have nobody. You guys are building from the ground up. The Lions will get a win this year. And I think it's going to come like a really random game. Oh, they'll get a win or two. They, they play tough. Even though they got demolished this game, they still play yeah. tough. It's like I said last week. They're, they're a bad football team that plays hard because they like their coach. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't be worried if I were Dan Campbell. Like the whole team still respects you. You've shown them already that you have this passion. So you're going to be there for maybe one or two more years at least and then uh, build from there. So we'll see what happens. Definitely. All right. Cardinals, and Browns. Case play of the week possibly with that block for Mixon to get in the end zone. Just saying, Mixon rookie of the year. Mixon, Mixon's been good. I know. Ja- oh, that whole Jamar, offense. Jamar Chase has been good. It's it's a good offense. All right, Cardinals Browns. Um, Oof. Cardinals go on the six and zero. Oh, the Browns fall to three and three. Uh, bad game for the Browns. Another game they fell flat in their face. Uh, Baker Mayfield. He's been dealing with that shoulder injury. Oh, really quick. Nick Chubb ruled out, and then Kareem Hunt gets hurt during the game. He, and Hunt just narrowly avoided a torn Achilles, and that would have killed me in fantasy. But um, he's only going to be out for four to six weeks now. Yeah. Um, the Browns uh, – uh, Baker, who, who tackled? Who sacked Baker Mayfield? I think uh, J.J. Watt got to him, and Baker fell right on the shoulder. He was trying to break his fall, and he fell right on the shoulder that has the injury, and he ended up hurting it even more. And he's been ruled out already for Thursday night football. And the Browns banged up team on a short week with their backup quarterback now, Case Keenan, playing. You have no 
Is Nick? I don't know if Nick Chubb's ruled out, but you have no Kareem Hunt. Nick he is Chubb, ruled out. Nick Chubb's ruled out. So mm-hmm. now you're down to your third string running back, your backup quarterback. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. Will Baker Mayfield need surgery during the season, or are they going to try and hold it off to the end of the year? I really don't know. Um, the Browns, they obviously still believe, and rightfully so, that they can make a push for the playoffs. Um, it's it's long season ahead. So I think they're going to try and hold off this Baker Mayfield surgery as long as possible, unless he just can't even play anymore. Uh, we'll see. And that's like the last thing that Baker wants. Cause I know Baker wants, wants to get paid. Will he get paid? I don't know. I don't know what the Browns are going to do. Do I think that Baker deserves to get top money? No, I don't think anybody does, but Baker obviously thinks he, he probably should. Cause that's Baker's type of personality. Yeah. Baker does not deserve to get paid with the with the top dogs in the league. He he's not he he's he's not a top quarterback. No, he's mid tier. He's and, he, he's a uh, he's a solid quarterback on a on a good team, but he's no he's no top tier quarterback. Yeah, and the Browns. This is a tough loss because not only the injuries, but you know other teams in the AFC are just pulling ahead now, and. Even the Bengals <laughs> that are pulling ahead of the Browns, and with these injuries, you know, pray. I, I don't know what their schedules like in the next few weeks, but just pray you can get some wins out of this, and uh, just wait until all your guys are healthy again because this is this is a tough situation for the Browns now. I didn't predict injuries, but I did predict the Browns to disappoint this year because that's such a Browns thing to do. So I'm not too surprised this is happening right now. But uh, yeah, we've got to give the props to the Cardinals, six and zero. Only undefeated team left, and Kyler Murray definitely leading that MVP race. They acquired Zach Ertz. It's going to be fun. Uh, really quick, mm-hmm. I think Baker Mayfield, he had a partially torn left labrum, and then I think he fell on it, and then I think it became completely torn, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's what happened, which uh, yeah. now it's, what, it's like I said before, what do you do? Do you wait to the end of the season to get the surgery, or do you do it now? I don't know. I think, obviously, it's Keenum Brad- time. I mean, it's not like, listen, Case Keenum, he's not that good, <laughs> but he is a veteran who has NFL experience leading offenses before. This, this isn't like he's been a career backup. We've seen him play plenty of games before. We know who Case Keenum is. It's not like he's some third string scrub. He's a miracle setter. Steps into he's, it, passes, caught, digs, sideline, touchdown. That's all you it's, need. It's, That's it's, all you not need. Like, it's not like Case Keenum's this guy that we have no idea who the hell he is. We, we know who Case Keenum is. We, we know what he's capable of. We've seen him play plenty of games before. So now it's how long is Baker going to be out? And what can Case Keenum do? Exactly. All right, Chris. Cowboys, Pats. A lot of people thought this game was going to be close. And uh, it, it was. Went into overtime. I took the, I think it was, what, minus four and a half for Something the lock like bets that. this week, yeah. And holy shit, did I get lucky with that touchdown at the end? Because well, I thought that the I picked the Patriots to uh, money on it. You would have been sweating. I mean, I know. So, I mean, Chris Dak Prescott. We how much more do we have to say? The Cowboys are actually good this year. Dak Prescott's really, really good. The running game's good. CD Lamb's good. 150 yards, two touchdowns, had the game-winning touchdown. I mean, the Cowboys kind of just played not lazy, but a little sloppy at the first half. And then, you know, props to the Patriots, Mac Jones. Mac Jones definitely had his best game of the year or his career, I guess, so far. And, you know, I'm not surprised, though, because Bill Belichick, he's just he's just going to do this. They're going to play close every year or every game this year because it's the Patriots. They'll play the Texans close and they'll play the Cowboys close. I don't know how that works, but that's how it's going to happen. But um, I mean, honestly, go ahead. No, really quick. Uh, I, I I know I picked in our game predictions. I picked the Patriots to win. You thought I was crazy for that. It was a close game, so I'm not mad at that pick. It was one of those things that I thought I could have just seen the Patriots coming out just upsetting Dallas. But I mean, Dak Prescott could miss. Could, he could just sit the rest of the year, and he's still in comeback player of the year. It doesn't even matter. Uh, he's playing out of this world. Um, this whole Cowboys team is playing really well. Looks motivated. Uh, the defense, the defense looks good. They just look like a complete football team. Uh, Sam, I'll let you. Uh, the Patriots, on the other hand, 
you know, Mac Jones, he looks he looks good. Obviously, the Patriots are holding him back as a rookie. They're they're not letting him do everything right now. Only 21 attempts a game. Mm-hmm. Only 21 attempts this game. But he doesn't look bad. He's being coached. He's being coached by the greatest coach of all time, Bill Belichick. Uh, we see, and he he hasn't disappointed. He's not looking like a potential bust. He's looking like a guy who we're going to see growth throughout these next few few seasons. No, I mean outside of that one through Diggs, which you know Trayvon Diggs. I mean eight interceptions already or seven. I forget. I think it's seven. Just absolutely insane. Took it to the house for the second time this year. Outside of that pass, the Cowboys, you know, later in the fourth quarter, they score a touchdown. They're like, uh, you know, Mac Jones, whatever. They got to they gotta score to try to uh, take the lead here at the end. And Max, Mac Jones says, I'll raise you one. Throws a 75 yards to Kendrick Bourne, touchdown, boom. Now, now, you know, the Cowboys have to kick a field goal to go to overtime. And I think he just did a lot of things that Patriots fans are waiting for this year, like throw it deeper. And, you know, make these passes 15 for 21. I mean, you know, only 15 completions, but still only six in completion. Very, very, very efficient. And uh, the run game is going well. And, you know, the Patriots, they're not going to make the playoffs most likely. But just showing these type of performances, I know they almost lost to the Texans last week. But, you know, this performance, especially against a 5-1 and Cowboys team that's actually pretty good this year, uh, definitely could contend for a Super Bowl maybe. But, um, yeah, I just think it's impressive what Mac Jones did this game. And uh, Patriots fans shouldn't be too mad. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, Patriots fans, you held it close. Cowboys fans, rightfully so. They're having this great start. They think that their team is going to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, they think that every year, but more so than ever this year. But I would have to disagree with them. I think in the NFC, you have the Rams, the Cardinals, the Packers, and the Bucks, who, given the chance, would absolutely stop this team in the playoffs. Uh, I think well, that would put the Cowboys were a field goal away from beating the Bucks. They were, but doesn't matter. I still think you, in, I'm talking now. We're talking playoffs. I think that in the playoffs, I don't see Tom Brady and the Bucks losing that to them the way that the Cardinals are playing right now. I don't see yeah the way the Cardinals are playing now. The way the, the way the Rams are playing, the way the Packers are playing right now. I don't see them losing to the Cowboys. I put them one, two, three, four. I put them as the fifth best team in the NFC, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know. If you get the Cowboys, they'll, they'll have a home game, so they'll probably win that. Mm. I mean, they have to play the fifth seed, so that might, that, might be, that might be the Rams or the Cardinals. But, I mean, if they we'll, win we'll that see. game, I mean, Dak Prescott, he's been pissed off all year. He's, he's going to win comeback play of the year. He wants to come back and prove himself. I don't know. I could see the Cowboys maybe stealing a couple wins uh, late in the year, maybe. Super Bowl? I don't know. But a playoff? I just know winning a playoff game, but I don't see them making the Super Bowl. I think they're the fifth yeah, best team totally. in, in their in their in their conference right now. I think the NFC rate. I think the NFC East race is already over. Washington's defense has completely let them down this season. <laughs> Such a disappointment. I had I had way higher hopes for them. Um, it's. It's, it's been fun so far. I think, well, the Cowboys probably most likely already have that division locked down. But really quick, one, one more thing about the Cowboys. Actually, no, two, two more things. Uh, <laughs> C.D. Lamb waving goodbye to end, after he scored the game-winning touchdown was absolutely hilarious. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree with I'm, this. but I'm all for it. But, like, how can they call funny. the dumbest taunting calls ever and then they don't call that? Because they don't allow grown men to have fun playing football. Yeah, but that's like if you're gonna call like whatever egregious like the refs, and then not call the wave, then like pick a side, do everything, or, or call nothing. like it's just stupid to me. No, I'm with I'm with you on that. And where were I? Uh, same, really quick, I know Diggs is one of the top guys for defensive player of the year right now would, would you have him up there as um i think the pure numbers if he just keeps going with the interceptions he's gonna win it but honestly besides the interceptions he's not even that great of a quarterback so but exactly ex- exactly you said exactly what i wanted wanted to hear i mean chris you're a steelers fan i think tj watt should have it in the back if it ended this if it ended today um well you know i think that 
I, I, I would love to see that. I do feel he was robbed last year, but I think another thing that people are going to look at is the way that the team performs as a whole. And if the Steelers end off with a losing record, I don't know if they'll, the NFL will give it to TJ Watt. I really don't know. I would like to see it TJ eh, Watt. Defense is different, I feel like, because you can, you can be like 500 and your defense plays really well. Yeah, and I mean, like you have a standout I, player. Me, me personally, I think my top defensive player of the year is right now. I think I have Miles Garrett and TJ Watt, in my opinion, tied right now. TJ Watt's been playing out of this world this season. Uh, I would love to – I think he could honestly have – yeah, I think he – he, he should already have one deploy by now. But I think uh, he – him and Miles Garrett are tied right now. I have Aaron Donald third. And then, and then I have Diggs sitting at four. I mean, it's like you said. Besides the interceptions, what he's you, giving you look up at, a lot of big plays. You, you look at the numbers, the amount of penalties, penalty yards. Uh, he's getting burned on a lot of double moves. So it's not like he's a great corner. He's just picking off the ball a lot. And I don't think that's going to hold up all that much. I think he, you're going to see regression with that. There's no way he's averaging. It's I, I just checked seven interceptions through six games. He's not going to be able to maintain this kind of pace, I feel. But, um, yeah, I think you have – I put Miles Garrett, T.J. Watt tied. I have Aaron Donald sitting right there. And, and then I'd have Diggs just because of the amount of interceptions he had. Yeah, that's a decent list. All right, Chris, uh, I got to be honest. I did not see more than three, four plays of this entire game, Broncos, Raiders. I mean, all I have to say, I guess, is uh, – Listen, you know, I was right. I know. I know. I picked the Broncos. I didn't think the Raiders were going to do. I thought they were going to be distracted, but you picked, you know, the motivated part of it, which I avoided. And that's what they did. They were motivated to play for their interim head coach. And they came out, they put up 34 against the Stenford defense in mile high stadium. And just one of those games. It's just, it's honestly, I'm not even going to bullshit it. It's just one of those wins to get to like six and three. So they could just lose. Is it, is it my five and two prediction? It's so close. They just need to win their next it's game. It's going to happen. And, and then they finish eight and nine. Then they finish eight and nine. That's fucking crazy. But uh, yeah, Raiders, I, I said it last week that Gruden's gone. The distraction's gone. People think they're going to fall flat on their face. Raiders going to come out, have a nice win. And people are going to say, all right, all right. We see, we see these Vegas Raiders. We see them. And that's exactly what happened. That's that's what happened. Teddy Bridgewater with the rare three turnovers this game. Yeah, I mean. It's like Alex Smith turning it over three times. You don't see that often. All right, Chris, let's go to your Steelers. They won in overtime against the Geno Smith-led Seahawks 23-20. Don't even get me started with this game. I'm, I'm, yeah, just I, go ahead. Listen, a win's a win, but not this win. This win left me feeling really upset. Geno Smith. Did you say that last week? <laughs> A win is a win. A win is a win, and I should be happy over a win. But when you're going up against Geno Smith, a quarterback that isn't very good, haven't seen him play in over a thousand days or whatever it was, and we made the Seahawks our, our offense made the Seahawks defense look super good. You go into overtime. The, the first half it was sluggish, but we're still up fourteen nothing headed into headed into the half. And in the second half, I don't know what the hell the Seahawks figured out, but. Alex Collins just started to run right over the defense. Um, and the Steelers didn't have an answer for the Seahawks for the Seahawks r- r- running scheme. And the Steelers just started to get slowed down. They scored, they scored six points in the entire second half, which, which was just mind boggling. I thought this game was going to be, I think I had it like 21 to 10, something like that. I didn't expect our offense to look that good, but I didn't expect it to look this sluggish. You could just tell that Ben is old. He's not the same, but it's what we've seen from him all season. This is a primetime game. So uh, it was a primetime game. I didn't have red zone on. So I'm actually sitting here watching the full game start to finish because where we are, we don't get Steelers games. Very rarely we'll, we'll get the coverage. So more so it's just red zone and I'll look at the highlights, but now I finally get to see it. And my take about Najee Harris being the modern day Le'Veon Bell, it's, it's true. I mean, he gets six catches for 46 yards and a touchdown, and he's a, he's a workhorse back like Derrick Henry. He's getting that he 24 carries last game. 24 carries. He's good. 
it's Najee Harris is literally Derrick Henry if he was involved in the passing game. Obviously, I would say that because Najee Harris averaged 3.4 yards carry. Obviously, he's not having those like explosive runs, like breaking those tackles and just running for 150 yards a game. But I'm just saying from from the standpoint of the work of the of the work he's getting, okay? Would you would you agree from the the, the workload he's getting, the carries? Oh, I mean, and, at least in the passing game, way more yeah. workload than almost any running back. Yeah, I mean, I was excited when I saw Derrick Henry getting in uh, the receiving game earlier in the year, but now he's back to his old receive old passing game self. That one catch a game for four yards, but it's like if Derrick Henry, man, if he could have maintained that, that would have been insane. But Najee Harris. He's a young back. He'll, he's going to be good. I know I was uh, – I like the pick, but I would rather have an offensive line uh, selected in the first round. But, you know, I, I wasn't mad about it. Just if I could have it my way, I would have taken an offensive lineman. But you know what? Steelers, they're, they're, they're great at drafting. Uh, they know what they're doing more than, more than a kid sitting here on a podcast talking about it. They're <laughs> the ones actually at the game scouting and – but in the hours upon hours of scouting out these players and doing what's best for them. So I trust it. He looks like he's going to be, he looks like he's going to be a, a star. He, you can already tell he's a youngster out of Bama. It's going to be exciting, but overtime, uh, that's, that's what, that's what I really want to focus on right now. Go into overtime. Uh, Seattle gets the ball. We stop them. We get the ball. We get stopped. Kick it off to Seattle. Seattle starts. Seattle have the ball. TJ Watt triple teamed and somehow makes it to Geno Smith trying to scramble and forces a fumble. Devin Bush picks it up and he starts running the other way for a split second. And I'm freaking out. I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing? And then the Steelers kick the game winning field goal. Yeah. I mean, if you're wondering what it means when analysts call defensive players game wreckers, just point exactly to what TJ Watt did at the end of this game. That's exactly what he did. I mean, poor Geno Smith. Last week, he had the interception where his wide receiver slipped and, you know, that effectively loses them the game. This week, Geno thought he could make a play running up the middle, get a few yards, and then just from behind, Watt punches out the ball and just another devastating loss for a guy in Geno Smith. I have to give it to him. He's playing hard. He really wants his team to win. You know, Wilson really wants him to succeed while he's out and injured, but – um. You know, really, really tough season so far for the Seahawks. And, uh, you know, Chris, you can say all you want. It's embarrassing he went to overtime against the Seahawks. But the Seahawks are going to be the Seahawks. They're always going to play it close. But actually, the Steelers and the Seahawks are pretty similar where they'll play down to their competition or play up to it every single game and make it close. Which is so. one of the most frustrating things. I would much rather us absolutely pounce on a team that we should be well, rather than just like playing everyone. Us. But, you know. But, yeah. What are you going to do? You got the win. Got the win. The Browns lost, and you guys won. And now we have have a bye week, then a big game against the Browns next week. TJ Watt, uh, AFC Defensive Player of the Week, uh, rightfully so. He is the sole reason that the Steelers ended up winning this game, and Chris Boswell as well. But TJ Watt put the Steelers in the position to to walk off this game. Uh, He is living up to he, he deserved even more money than he got he he knows he took a pay cut but he loves pittsburgh so much that he, he wanted to stay i'm happy that i'm, I'm happy he's, he's continuing to stay here but i loved it if jj watt was here because you know how cool would it be to have all three have all three brothers there but you know what i'm not going to complain that family has some crazy uh athletic genes right there to have three kids in the nfl but tj watt tj watt for depoy i want yeah. it so bad all right, Chris, Monday Night Football, another good game. Titans-Bills, the Titans come out on top, 34-31. Going into halftime, it was 20-17. to There were a lot of points being scored. I was like, oh, boy, this is going to be another great, you know, high-scoring game, and it was. But two main things here, obviously, Derrick Henry just being an absolute monster on his way to over 2,000 yards again this season, like 20-something touchdowns. He had 143 yards and three touchdowns. His Third game this season with at least three touchdowns in a game. So, holy shit. Um, you know, we had that long 76-yard touchdown, I believe, in this game as well. But, um, you know, at the end of the game, it looked like the Bills were just, you know, the Titans couldn't stop the Bills for shit. And it was a fourth and one down inside the 10. Josh Allen, he, you know, took it himself to run up the middle. 
And this happens sometimes, you know, nine out of 10 times, they're going to get the yard and get the first down and probably win this game. But luck of the draw for the Titans, Josh Allen slipped. And it's kind of like how, you know, Edward Zilaire, I don't want to have to bring the Chiefs into it. I don't want to be that guy. But it's kind of like when Edward Zilaire fumbled at the end of the Ravens game. It's just one of those mishaps or, you know, you're in disbelief when it happens in front of you. And then you just have to accept that something like that can happen. But, you know, both teams offensively looked great. Uh, both teams couldn't stop each other for shit. I mean, the Bills couldn't stop Henry. The Titans couldn't stop the passing game with Josh Allen. And, uh, you know, the Titans, 4-2 and two now. They got another big win. They had that win. They had the Seahawks win earlier in the year. So, you know, with the Colts getting their win, the Titans need this, especially to uh, steal one from the Bills, who are already 4-1. and one. And, uh, you know, I'm happy that the Bills lost. And I'm more than happy that the Titans won because the Chiefs get to play the Titans next week. And if there's going to be something that the Titans do, it's play inconsistent like they always do. So, of course, they'll go into primetime, beat the Bills like this, and then hopefully they'll do the opposite against the Chiefs. That's just what I'm hoping. Listen, you know, it's a uh, two good offenses going up against two terrible defenses. We'll see what happens. I think the Chiefs would easily win that game. But, uh, yeah. You know, I really don't have too much to say besides the end of the game. Like you said, Josh Allen slipped. You know, there's going to be a lot of debate whether if should, should the Bills have kicked the field goal. You know, you're going for the win. I'm not playing just to go to overtime. I, I want to hold my own destiny. Because what, what would happen if, say, they win in the overtime, Titans win the coin toss, they go down and they score? I mean, yeah, no. Anyone who's, anyone who's against the Bills play calling at the end, I just don't agree with you because – yeah, the slipping is so unlucky. Like, just like you said, if if they go into overtime and the Titans get the ball, do you think the Bills are trusting Derrick Henry to not just drive him down the field and get at least a field goal or a touchdown? No. If you're the Bills, you're confident in your firepower offense that has been all year. Josh Allen, he's 6'5". He's, like, never not converted a fourth and one with his legs. So, And if, if they kick the field goal, people are going to be mad at them if they kick the field goal. So... Honestly, I think it was the right call. They just got unlucky. And, uh, yeah, it, yeah. Ha- it happens. It happens. Titans lose to the Jets, beat the Bills. <laughs> Damn, the Titans could be, Titans could be uh, the number one seed if they didn't blow it to the Jets. I mean, the two games the, at the Bills have lost this year have been the Titans losing to the Jets, which, you know, and then they have the Steelers, who it was week one. But two games that the Bills very easily could have won, and they, they very easily could have been 6-0 and right now. I know. It's the NFL. That's just the luck of the draw, and especially with, with football. All right, Sam, that recaps week six. Uh, you know, now even now we have a lot of bye weeks coming into play this week. Uh, Ooh, fantasy. Fantasy is going to be kind of rough this week. I believe it's the, the Vikings, Cowboys, Bills. Chargers, Steelers. Chargers, Bills. Jags, Steelers. Yeah, it, it's rough. It's rough. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's a rough week. You know, I know in my uh, – my big league, my 14-team league, uh, Justin Jefferson, Chanel, Mike Williams, and my Steelers defense, yeah. all on bye weeks. But luckily, I got Kamara back this week, which is huge. And at my flex spot, I could just jam in Darrell Williams, which is nice. And then I ended up dropping Justin Fields and picking up the Rams defense. So I'm fine. I have Rashad Bateman and at one of my receiver spots right now. So I, I think I should be good. I think I should be fine this week. I'm looking at projections. I know pre- – projections mean nothing right now projected for 121.7 my opponent 111.1 so hopefully hopefully i can advance to seven and out hold on chris try this 750 dollars league josh allen kareem hunt and christian mccaffrey both on ir uh justin jefferson eight uh amari cooper dawson knox and bill's kicker I don't know yeah, who to play this week. I'm just out of players. I'm just actually out of players. You're, yeah, you're you're kind of screwed this week. <laughs> all right, all right. No one wants to hear about our fantasy teams too much. So we'll do the week seven predictions. Like we said earlier, Baker Mayfield, he's going to be out for this Thursday night game against the Broncos. So interesting here. I'm actually having a tough time picking who's going to win this game. Uh, I'll let you think for a little bit. I'm going to go with the Broncos winning this game. Browns short week banged up backup quarterback third string running back going to be playing so brown's coming off a devastating loss last week to a good uh cardinals team 
I personally would think that the Browns would, would bounce back, but I, with, how, with how banged up they are, I don't see them beating a Broncos team on a short week. What's the score? Oof, score, I'm going to go with mm, 23 to 17. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go with the Browns, actually. I don't know. I have this weird feeling, you know, Case Keenum revenge game. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just I, – I think it's coming from a place where I really want the Broncos to lose. Um, and it's such a Broncos thing to just lose four straight after being 3-0. So, I don't know. I, I feel like it can go either way. I respect your pick of the Broncos, but I'll just go with the Browns. Why not? You know, Case Keenum, he's not terrible. And I still think their offense could do something. And, you know, I'm not too confident in a hurt Teddy Bridgewater either. So I'll go, I'll go 20 to 17 Browns. All right. I respect that. All right. Chiefs Titans. I think I speak for both of us when I say Kansas city shall win this game. Now don't get too confident because the chiefs, you know, we've had some good history of Titans, but we've also had some really weird history of Titans. Mariota helmet. Hel- yeah, helmet, Hel- helmet that weird ass game we had in 2019. But then we did beat them in the AFC Championship to go to our first Super Bowl in 50 years. So honestly, it's a crapshoot when it comes to the Titans. Now I'm hoping that that second half of the Washington game boosted the Chiefs' confidence and maybe we could start getting on track again. But honestly, I don't see us giving up less than 30 points against the Titans offense. Uh, so I'll go 42 to 34 Chiefs. But I'll definitely be holding my breath this entire game because uh, I just have to see how our defense does against the Titans. It's going to be interesting. Damn, you have this going nuclear. You have it just like the punters don't even have to come out and play. Damn. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's going to be, I'm going to say 33 to 28. I'm going to go with that. Chiefs are going to win 33 28. Another hard attack. Another hard attack. Like yep. It. All right. So I, I think there's some overtime potential that could possibly happen. Another, another oh, overtime God. game. I could totally see overtime. Whatever. We'll see. I mean, the Titans always give me a heart attack. All right. Packers, Washington. Packers. I mean, I, 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 I really. I'm going to pick the Packers, but I do see it as one of those games where Aaron Rodgers just underperforms and doesn't really give a shit until like the end. So I'll give the Packers 24 to 16. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just the Packers are weird. Like they'll just play down to Washington randomly, but I'll give them the win still. All right, all right. And now, uh, I don't know if you're gonna like this call, but Bengals Ravens. You know, I'm gonna say the Ravens. Uh, Chris, the Ravens you're not streak. Bengals. You're not I'm gonna go with Bengals. I'm gonna go with Cincinnati. I'm gonna figure out how to go. an upset. Win for me. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with the upset. You know, I, I've been high on this Bengals team so far. I like how the offense is looking. I think the Ravens come off of a huge win versus the Chargers. I think they're they're on that that win high type of thing. They're like, oh, we're playing the Bengals. You know, they're four and two, but they're not a good four and two. And I I, I think I think they get caught. I get that they get hot caught a little bit sleeping here. I don't know. Ravens at home against the Bengals. This is like the Packers at home against the Lions for me. I mean, my even my dad would pick the Ravens 10 times out of 10. Uh, Chris, I, I don't see that. The Bengals are not going to win. It's not going to be close. It's going to be 34 to 20 Ravens. It's going to be it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a nail-biter. 28-25 Bengals. Nah. Okay. Giants-Panthers. Panthers... You got. You have to win this game. The Giants are so beat up. Like, if you actually lose four in a row and have a loss against the Giants, I mean, your season's effectively over. So, Panthers, this is my kind. Of, this is kind of like my last shot for you guys. I'll have you winning. When does Gilmore come back? Uh, Next week. I have no idea. But I'll, I'll go. I'll go twenty-five. 25 to 13 Panthers. All right. I respect that. I'm going to go Panthers are going to win. I think it's going to be. Hmm. What do I feel like it being? I think it's going to be 23 to 17 Panthers. Okay. Closer one. Closer one. All right. A little closer game. 
Falcons at Dolphins. I don't think this game's ever happened, but I'm excited. It's going to be really random, and I'm going to go ahead. Oh, who do I pick? This is such a game the Falcons blow, even though they really should win this game. You know, I just can't see the Falcons with a 500 record, and I can't see the Dolphins being 1-6. So, honestly, fuck it. I'll pick the Dolphins. I'll go... I'll go 23 to um, I'll go 23-22 with the last second Jason Sanders field goal where the Falcons blow it. Right, I'm going to go with the the Falcons. I think the Falcons will win this game. Uh you know, the Falcons, they're not a good football team, but I think that there's no shot that you know, it's the NFL like I said, but you know, this Dolphins team lost to the Jaguars. I don't see the Falcons losing to this Dolphins team. This Dolphins team is not good this year. It's not the same Dolphins team we've had last year. I know. I know there's been injuries. Uh, there's a lot of a uh, lot of moving parts in this Dolphins team. I think that the Falcons are going to get the upper hand. You know, Miami. I know coming back back to America. A little <laughs> bit of jet lag. Got to get 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 recaught up with everything. Uh. Actually, I'm I'm honestly starting to regret my pick because the Falcons are also coming off of a bye week. You know what? Listen, I'll uh, I'll if you want to change it, you'll have to end it. Nah, no, no, change no. it. I'll, I'll see the Dolphins. Why not? I like the Dolphins. I mean, it's like you said. I I mean, I really can't see the the Falcons being 500, and I can't see the Dolphins being one and six. But which one of those? I really can't see the, the Dolphins being two and five either. The I don't know. This is just tough. I'm just going to go with who, who I think is the better. Fo- I'm going with who I think the better football team is at the moment. That's the Falcons. Okay. Jets, Patriots. Wait, Sam, did I give you a score yet? No, wait, no. We go 25 to, I'm going to say a really random number, 25 to 18. Okay. Jets, Patriots, Zach Wilson on about, you know, over under two and a half interceptions here for me. Um, pa- Patriots are going to kill them. This. Patriots is going to win this 19 to 10. It's going to be boring. It's going to be a lot of running, a lot of interceptions. It's just kind of boring. 19 to 10. Uh, that's that's low scoring. Oh my god. I don't know if, I don't know if it's going to be that. Maybe low. 22 to 10. 22 to 10. 22 to 10. I'm going to go 27 to 27 to 6. <laughs> 27 to 6. Jets suck. Jets are right, so Eagles, bad. Raiders. I hate Eagles. both of these teams. Uh, I hope the Eagles win, but I'm going to have to go with the Raiders. I think the Raiders are going to win it 31-23. to 23. Sam, I'm so close to getting this 5-2 and two start correct that I, I really I, – I just need to pick the Raiders at this point. I think the Raiders will beat the Eagles, regardless if we even had this prediction in my head or not. I think that the Raiders will win. I think that the Raiders will win. I'm going to say, I'm going to say it's going to be, hmm. I think it's going to be 20. I think it's going to be, hmm, how, I'm, I'm going back and forth. I think it's going to be 35 to 27. Okay. High scoring. And then uh, Lions, Rams, the Jared Goff and Matt Stafford revenge game. Oh my gosh. This is going to be such a murder, such a murder. Rams are going to win. 42 to 17. Yeah, honestly. I'll probably go probably to 33 to 20. Mm, no, I'll go 33 to 14. Rams. All right. I respect that. Bears right, we have box. Bears, Bears box. Obviously, obviously, Tampa, no way that they lose to <laughs> Fucking Justin Fields and Bears this year. This is just a throwaway season, kind of just letting your rookie figure out the NFL right now. Which I'll, rightfully so. I'll go, I'll go Bucks twenty nine, Bears fourteen. Mm, I'm gonna say twenty eight to nine, Tampa. Nine, okay. Texans Cardinals, another blowout. If uh, I'll give. Here's the thing. I want to give like the Cardinals literally 60 points, but I think the Cardinals will score so much in the first half that they're gonna bench. They they can literally bench exactly. Tyler in the halfway through the third quarter if they really wanted to. So I'll give it. I'll give it 44 
to seven Cardinals. I'm gonna go. Oh, Sam, Sam you're gonna you're gonna love this. I think it's gonna be 55, 55 <laughs> to seventeen. Jesus, two pick sixes, two. Hurts <laughs> will find the end zone. I actually, I feel like JJ Watt against his former team. That might be a strip fumble touchdown. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I think JJ Watt's gonna have like four sacks and a strip fumble touchdown. We we have so many we we have revenge game galore this week. We have JJ Watt, I know Matt Stafford. Even though they all ended on solid terms, still revenge game season. Oh yeah, and then Colts Niners. Ooh, do I give the Colts another win here? Yeah, I'll give the Colts another win. I'll give them. I'll give them twenty three to nineteen. Yeah, you know, this is a primetime game, Colts Niners. Uh, I'm gonna say the 49ers are gonna get the win here first to Colts. The Colts, uh they're not very good. They're just not very good. I'm gonna say the 49ers will win. And I'm gonna say the score will be I think it's I think we're gonna have another nail biter here. I think it's gonna be a good game. I can see it being Twenty-one Pick to seventeen. Seven, Twenty-one to seventeen. Okay. <laughs> and then Seahawks Saints. Oof, oh, this is such oh, a game Lord. that the Saints lose, or James Winston just throws like three sixty-yard touchdowns. Uh, you know, Wait, how are the Seahawks at home? Are the Saints ever going to be at home besides that one game? <laughs> they should. Whatever. Be. I'll go with the Seahawks have been in prime, on prime time way too much lately. This is their third week in a row. Um, especially with Chino Smith. Yeah, it's I'll just go, been bad schedule. It's, it's just an unfortunate time. Yeah, I'll go Saints 30 to 20. And, you know, uh, Seahawks, they played a, a lackadaisical offense last week, which made their defense look good, but the defense isn't this good. The Saints, uh, they could put up points. Kamara, he's going to be able to do whatever he wants. I'm going to say the Saints will win. 31 to 17. Okay. And uh, that'll do it. Not as many games this week because we got some buys, but like you said, some revenge games, some uh, some good matchups here. Excited. So, uh, Chris, you got the week off. Steelers got the buy, but um, at a very know, crucial to watch Red Zone. Yeah, very, very crucial time for them to have a bye week, but. Looking forward to the week of Red Zone. Sucks having bye weeks happen left and right because that just means less games to watch, less to talk about, less storylines. But you know what? We have an extra game this year, so it make up, it makes up for it. Which I'm yeah, and I can't I'm, wait for uh, I can't wait for Chiefs Giants on primetime next week, <laughs> week uh, eight. But, but you know what? You, you know what's going to be a great game though. I'm already kind of looking ahead. I know we're not even at week seven yet, but. Looking ahead to week eight when we have the Packers Cardinals on Thursday night. <laughs> we are really looking ahead. <laughs> That's going to be a great game. I know we still, we, we, this week hasn't even started yet. I mean, we're recording this on Wednesday and I'm already looking ahead to that game, but it's looking. Yeah, it, it looks, Let's do the week 11 preview right now. <laughs> Let's look at the, uh, the, the week 16 preview. <laughs> We'll just predict what every team's going to be by then. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, Chris. Oh well, that's it, guys. We'll be back next week for the recap. And uh, thank you for listening to this episode. We'll see you later.